Greetings, fellow educators. It's Kayla Zielinski here, and welcome to Superintendent Transitions, brought to you by Macbeth Academy, pioneers of equitable K-12 virtual education since 2016. If you're looking to upgrade your district with engaging, empowering, and equitable 21st century strategies, this is the podcast for you. And as you listen to today's episode, we want you to think about your school and how you can use our podcast to jumpstart your district's 21st century education journey. There is always room for improvement. Superintendent Transitions is brought to you by Macbeth Academy, a fully accredited K-12 virtual academy. We partner with public school districts to help keep students enrolled and learning in their home district. To find out more information about partnerships, visit www.macbethacademy.org. That's www.macbethacademy.org. Welcome to the Superintendent Transitions Podcast. This is episode four of season one. I'm Kayla Selinski, your host. And like you, I am many things. I'm a podcast fanatic. I started my own virtual academy. I'm the mom of two little boys. And education leadership is a huge part of my everyday life. In today's episode, we will talk about critical race theory, a topic that is on the minds of many K-12 superintendents today. Part one will be an introduction to critical race theory. What is it and why is it relevant today? In part two, we will hear about critical race theory from our guest, Nigel White, the program production and engagement coordinator with the Hartford Public Library in Hartford, Connecticut. In part three, we will review racialequity.org, a website with over 600 multimedia resources for educators interested in tackling the complicated subject of race and equity in their classrooms. Part one, what is critical race theory? According to prominent theorists Richard Delgado and John Stefanik, critical race theory began as a scholarly movement in the 1970s with the writings of Derrick Bell, a civil rights attorney and the first African-American to teach at Harvard Law School. Bell and many other political activists, including Kimberly Crenshaw and Richard Delgado, noticed that the meteoric progress of the civil rights movement in the 1960s had stalled. Delgado and Stefanik noted that, quote, traditional methods such as litigation and marching were yielding fewer and fewer gains. New approaches were necessary to cope with the less sympathetic public and the more nuanced forms of racism that were developing. In the 1970s, the major question was why was there still such a clear division between African Americans and their white counterparts? Was something else at work? Was there something within the American systems of power that caused the civil rights movement to slow so drastically? In the 1970s, the mission of critical race theory was to investigate and challenge the beliefs, social practices, and American systems that allowed racism, discrimination, and injustice to continue in our society. In 2021, critical race theory continues that mission of investigating and challenging injustice. Critical race theorists emphasize the importance of the holistic identity. A person is not only defined by their race, class, gender, nationality, and culture all influence our identities and our understanding of the world around us. For critical race theorists, these diverse perspectives serve as proof of the inequalities oppressed groups and individuals experience every day. Because when a person is othered or racialized, oppressed, or discriminated against because of one part of their identity, you are seen as one element and nothing more. Here's an example. I am an African-American woman. 
I am also the child of a Jamaican mother. I grew up in between Toronto, Canada and South Florida, surrounded by dozens of languages and cultures. I believe my view of the world is formed by my whole identity, just like you. But when I was called an angry black woman during a conversation in college, or when I'm told that I should have been a statistic because I came from a single parent household, my complicated and rich identity gets whittled down to one part of me, my race. That feeling of racialization makes you feel small and less than the wonderful, complex person that you are. Today, critical race theory investigates and challenges this feeling of othering, which is, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, to view or treat a person or group of people as intrinsically different or alien from oneself. There are systems in American society that other people, based on their differences, race, class, gender, nationality, culture, and sexual orientation, to name a few. Critical race theory in 2021 seeks to highlight the parts of our society that allows othering to happen every day. It gives us the vocabulary, tools, and resources to identify and challenge this othering in our laws and in our society. In this sense, critical race theory is a way to highlight systemic oppression and empower students to speak up and advocate against othering in its many forms. Part 2. When we consider critical race theory as a way to empower all students to recognize and call out systems of oppression, the conversation then becomes how. How can we as educators start this conversation in a meaningful, objective, and empowering way for our students? To answer this question, we spoke with Nigel White, the Program Production and Engagement Coordinator with the Hartford Public Library in Hartford, Connecticut. Mr. White is an expert in student engagement, and connected learning through his years of youth programming at the Hartford Public Library. It's important for us to be honest. It's important for us to be open. So would that be the case? As educators, educators, facts, things that are relevant to the, the knowledge that our students are, are supposed to be getting, right? So if, if we're talking about things like the Civil War, we're talking about things like, again, the history of America. We, if we have to talk about these things, I think ultimately we're supposed to be able to share the whole truth. And so with that being the case, I think educators have the place to be able to speak up and, 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 and stand on that, to be able to say that, okay, well, first of all, this is truth. Second of all, we have a right as edu- or not just the right, but um, the responsibility as educators to tell the truth to our students, right? And to give them the full picture and not just give them a one-sided story. Um, and second of all, it's, and uh, again, I think it depends on the educators, but I think when we're talking about particularly teens and, and adolescents, it's important for those educators to show their students how to fight back and speak up. And then again, if, even if we want to take the term fight back out of the equation, um, I think it's important for them to be able to uh, show their students how to speak up and how to be honest and how to tell the truth and, and be able to look at the full picture with regards to the history of our country and the history of our society. So I think critical race theory is something that is necessary if we're going to do any of any of that. Uh, if we're going to be honest, if we're going to know, again, where we've come from in order to know where we're going, we have to be able to have things like critical race theory that require us to tell the truth and examine the truth and therefore uh, learn from the truth. Part three, critical race theory resources. As education leaders and educators, we must inform ourselves the best way we know how through research and reading. 
If you're interested in learning more about the history of critical race theory, you can read Critical Race Theory by Richard Delgado and John Stefanik. I also highly recommend Foundations of Critical Race Theory in Education by Edward Taylor. Both texts explain the history of critical race theory and the relevance of CRT in today's political climate. One of the most useful resources our team found for educators is a toolkit from racialequitytools.org, a site with over 600 racial equity resources for K-12 students and educators. The site is independently managed by three organizations. Each organization works tirelessly to provide curricula and multimedia resources to educate students and teachers about the history and present reality of racial inequities in the United States. For more information, please visit racialequitytools.org. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Superintendent Transitions. I'm hoping you learned something that you can immediately take to your district. As you know, I am the founder of Macbeth Academy, a nonprofit K-12 virtual school founded in 2016. We're partnered with school districts all across the United States and in two countries and counting. Wow! Districts are partnering with Macbeth Academy because our mission is to make virtual education equitable, engaging, and fun for all students. To learn more about partnering with Macbeth Academy, please visit our website, www.macbethacademy.org, www.macbethacademy.org. And to learn more about how you can partner with me, Kayla Selinski, you can definitely visit www.kaylaselinski.com. That's K-A-Y-L-A-S-O-L-I-N-S-K-Y.com to request my virtual school readiness toolkit. And definitely subscribe to this podcast. We are growing, we're learning. There's always something more to learn and bring to your district. We have so much more in store for you. Wonderful guests, useful information, and many, many great insights to come.